The Outdoor Given Podcast, Episode 3, Free Hunts and Sharing the Knowledge. Sorry for the delay in getting back to you. Um, I think the last time we recorded a podcast I had COVID, then work kicked back in and it's just been incredibly busy. We did promise to bring you uh, an interview with the local game farm. It's still on the cards, but at the moment, with the nature of the bird flu pandemic that's occurring and uh, the shortage of eggs, etc., our local game farm is incredibly busy just trying to keep on top of orders and demands on his every day. Please excuse the bird song in the background. I'm actually not in Aberdeenshire recording this podcast. I'm about 450 miles away in Leicestershire. Uh, I've been working away for the last week, but also had a very uh, significant opportunity to go out stalking muntjac deer. We can save that for another podcast in the future. Anyway, let's get started with this podcast. Free hunts. Why would I give away a free hunt? So a number of years ago, I decided that having opportunities to share access to deer would be something really good. So I posted up on my Facebook page uh, that if anybody wanted to go out deer stalking to drop me a message and we would arrange a trip up to Scotland. You could come out for a number of stalks, take home the venison you shoot, uh, go through the whole process from initial training, even if you've not shot a deer or shot a, a rifle before, go through the whole process, uh, including the stalk and getting up close to the animal. If you didn't feel like you could pull the trigger, it didn't make a difference. Just come along and see what it's all about. Really kind of trying to open doors to people that hadn't been stalking or had a misconception of what hunting and deer stalking was all about. So we put the post up and some interest. Quite a few people sent me messages and things like that. And it actually turned out to be a friend's sister and her partner that were really keen, very keen to come up. So after a number of communications via messages uh, and a few phone calls, we set a date and arranged for them to arrive in Scotland. The deal was they had to make their way up to Scotland. I would pick them up from the airport or if they drove up, I would indicate where they needed to come to. They paid for their accommodation, but everything else after that was covered. So the stalking, the use of the rifle, um, the butchery of the venison there was nothing else to pay for they were, they were going to basically have pretty much a, a free stalking experience so the day came it was going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday they were coming in on an afternoon flight I got the flight times went to the airport met them very nice introduced myself took them back and said what we'd do on the first part is we'll take them up to the hotel if they need to book in, check in, drop any bags off. I'd wait around and then what we'd do is we'd go out and we would do some test shooting at the rifle range just to make sure they were comfortable, uh, that they could shoot and they could hit the target. It also meant that I would, could see that they could shoot. So initially uh, there was some reservations. They had shot a rifle before but they'd never really done it off sticks or anything like that so this was going to be a new experience 
So I decided that we'd use the 223 as it has virtually no recoil and it is a deer legal calibre in Scotland. So initially put out some paper targets and both of them shot very well. Uh, all within the four inch circle. I used the, uh, the, the deer stalking level one test targets. They're really nice, they're standardised. Everybody will use them as you go through the process. And that was good. One shooter was right-handed, one shooter was left-handed, a bit more awkward as I'm a right-handed shooter, but we took the cheek razor off my rifle and he managed to shoot absolutely fine. The next part was to put out one of my deer silhouettes. It's a plywood painted black and it's a silhouette of a row, set that to 100 yards and asked them to take a shot. So we go through a description of following the leg up and basically midway between the upper and lower part of the body, take a shot, and that's the kill zone. They did very well, both of them putting a bullet in the kill zone. So I was comfortable that both of these guests could shoot. The Obviously the test would be to see how they coped when faced with live quarry. So that really ended our Friday training session. Took them back to the hotel, said to them to get an early night, um, and I would be out to pick them up in the morning and we'd go for our very first stalk. So I arrived at the hotel Saturday morning to pick them up, both keen and eager, ready to go. Drove to a smaller one of my woods, uh, surrounded by stubble parks, and the first thing I noticed, obviously, it was quite funny, but obviously wanted somebody put aftershave on and was quite smelling strongly to explain the reason that you wouldn't wear any high scented uh, items when you're out and about um, and and that was kind of a good icebreaker to start so the stalk was down basically a woodland avenue and the wind was quite in our favor and working well the decisions had been made who was going to shoot first so that was all sorted um, so to the left of us as we were traveling down we were walking next to a stubble field and we spotted a couple of deer along the fence probably about 400 yards away we approached in worked using the cover that was around us we had to do a bit of a crawl across the ditch to get ourselves up onto a bit of a mound great that we didn't actually need to use the sticks it was a nice position use the bipod uh, the first shooter was able to take position she got herself ready um, waited just that period asking question, relevant questions obviously watching the deer move in and out the deer presented perfectly a lovely broadside shot took the shot it ran on probably about 30 yards and dropped we sat and we waited and we discussed everything that had happened and then we were going to approach the deer recover the deer uh, and go through the whole process of Rolling it, taking off legs and going through different cuts, getting that deer ready to be taken back to the vehicle and eventually put into the larder. It was time to go and get some food and discuss what had happened for the day. The rest of the weekend carried on. Uh, we went out for several stalks. Unfortunately, we saw a few deer, but we were always in the wrong place. The second shooter had an absolutely fantastic stalk. Unfortunately, there was a deer hidden in a bush that we hadn't seen 
just one slight mismovement and knocking the bipod caused the spring to make a, a bit of reverberation. This deer popped out and sent the whole lot scattering. But actually, for the first time of taking out novice stalkers, it was it was really good. It had worked well. So obviously, COVID came along and it messed everything up. But my next free hunt was around a competition on Instagram. You had the chance of winning a trip to Scotland stalking, potentially three stalks. There was a, a handmade knife and one of the large clothing companies, Harkila, had given me a prize, which I think was a base layer. So we ran the competition. It was a like, follow, share competition, tag all your friends. And it, it, just, it, got, some, it got some attention and the competition was drawn. We had a winner. So the winner, we arranged a time for them to come and they arrived in Scotland. Now they had shot before, this made a big difference. They brought their own rifle with them again. So we went out to the range. We did the, the same procedure as we did with the first time, just check they could shoot. But as they had their own gun and they'd been practicing, life was much easier. I didn't have to worry as much. So yeah, the stalks carried on and I think we did four stalks in total. Typical Scottish weather, not cooperating. The deer weren't cooperating. I think we finally caught up with a really nice roebuck on the last stalk on the Sunday night, uh, working our way across a cornfield with deer pretty much all around us. Um, a fantastic shot taken off sticks at 160 odd yards just before the heavens opened and we absolutely got drenched. But again, another free hunt and somebody got a really great experience. So why give out the free hunts? Well, one, I've got access to deer. I can go shoot deer on a daily basis. To give people the opportunity to come take a deer doesn't really cost me anything. It, it costs me some time. But actually to, to shoot that deer, if they don't shoot it, I'll have to shoot it. I've got to butcher it. And if somebody can get something and learn something from it, why not? So I plan to do more of these free hunts and competitions for people to have an opportunity to come stalking. As well as that, there's I can part some of my experience and my knowledge that I've picked up over the years, which we spoke about in, I think, the earlier podcast. It's just an opportunity to allow people to get an experience without having to worry that they've paid for something. And if you don't see something, it can be quite disappointing and, and disheartening that why have I paid all this money and I'm not going to shoot it. Whereas if you get the opportunity to come out and it's free, it's all, it's all much better. So having run a few of these free hunts, yeah, that was great. But now I wanted to move to actually imparting that knowledge that I've gained about shooting country field sports, etc., to a younger audience. Now I've been a scout leader for a number of years and I decided that the ultimate way of doing this is to educate the youth because they can then take that home and educate their parents. So we've, we've done things in scout camps like having venison stews, pheasant fajitas. So with the pheasants, they were going to breast them out. Uh, 
and cook on their stoves in the scout hall. It was quite interesting. Some were a bit sort of unsure to start with, but by the end of it, there was not a feather of heater left. Even had scouts coming up asking for seconds. So, leading on from this now, I've been out and got qualifications as an air air gun instructor, uh, shotgun safety officer, and we've run some sessions with the scouts to shoot air guns. They do archery and things like that as well. But it all adds to the awareness of gun safety and can explain why things happen as they do happen in the countryside. My scouts all know that I'm a deer stalker and that when we have a camp and there's venison, that that venison has been processed by me and it's really good. But it's quite interesting because when they talk to other scouts that turn up and they say we're having venison and they go, dear, there's a, a completely different reaction to it. But then they are able to explain why they're having deer and it's really good to see that our scouts have completely taken out on board and, and it really works well. So I'm sharing the knowledge at two levels, obviously. I'm sharing it with our, our younger youth with things about shooting and processing of game and things like that. But I'm also giving the older generation, the people that want to come out on the free deer stalking days, etc., an opportunity to, to embrace stalking if they've never done it before. It's something I'll probably carry on running. It seems to work well. People seem to enjoy it. Just to be able to give something back is, is really good. I think society's become very much take, take, take. And we expect that things will just happen. And actually, some of this knowledge is, is not being passed on. People expect just to go onto YouTube and Google things and find it. But actually, there's, there's skills in here that that don't translate onto videos and they don't translate onto a Google search engine. You actually have to physically be there and see how it's done to understand it. Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm about to go out and chase these elusive monk jack around the woods again before my time down here in Leicestershire comes to an end. So the podcast is now available on most of the mainstream streaming services. So Spotify, Apple iTunes, I think Deezer, uh, and many others. So if you click on their subscribe links, every time we release a new podcast, you'll get a notification, and then you can uh, keep up to date with what's going on. I hope to release the next podcast in two weeks' time. And just uh, thanks for listening again.